and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. Today we're going to talk about something that could be of help to you to think about during a difficult time that we're encountering right now as a planet on a global scale. It's a uh, life-altering, transformational time. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about it in different terms. Some people think it's apocalyptic. Others, more metaphysical New Age types, say, no, this has been coming for a long time. It's a change of the collective consciousness of the universe, and it's an awakening and um, a purging of old ideas and a welcoming of the new. Others just say that it's some scary um, government conspiracy. Others say that it's just um, cycles of, of disease that come every so often. We had the Spanish flu in 1918 and things like that. But whatever you're thinking about what is happening is huge. It's going to change life as we have known it thus far in our lives. And um, there's not going to be uh, ever sort of a um, reinstatement of things as they were before. It's kind of like um, what we're going through is kind of like um, a divorce from the old ways and um, embracing something new that will follow this because it will be different. We can't go back to what it was before. We'll have new habits by then. We'll have new systems in place. Um, a lot of different things like that. So I want to talk about despair and prayer. Despair and prayer. And I want you to think about what comes to mind when I say, look up. Look up. For most Christians, when I say that, it brings to mind looking up and letting go and letting God and sort of growing faith. And I do think that that's part of what my message is today. I want to talk about healing with faith and gratitude after you have experienced any kind of betrayal, trauma, uh, or abuse. So sometimes I think you have to accept that certain people are bridges, not the destination. The time that you give someone that you love is never really lost, even if they choose to leave at some point. There are so many ways we learn and grow and thrive from our failed relationships. So that's something to think about. Sometimes certain people are bridges and not the destination. My ex showed me a world I never knew existed before, and for the first time in my life, I had a partnership with someone that I adored. He was the first and only person to tell me something both novel, new, genius, and when he said, hey, gummy bear, come over here for a second, 
we stood near the entrance of a giant Target superstore up in South Park Meadows here in Austin. And he pulled me close and put his arm around me. And then he said, look up. I had never thought about it before, but as I started to do it, it opened a whole new perspective for me. The vast space above the store was, it suddenly reached high and above us. And there were expansive beams that stretched for miles and lights glowed and there were a million fluorescent tubes. I couldn't believe that I'd never noticed this new panoramic vision before. I had always looked down or straight ahead. I went into those stores with a task in mind and I'm very task oriented. So uh, that's just, you know, I never thought to look up. There was no reason to look up. Um, so we went on to make this uh, a routine, sort of like a shared miss- mission. Um, we were going to witness a new world above the one that I had always been limited to. I observed this in absolute awe. The ceilings in every store that I entered. Sometimes there were birds flying around, like at Home Depot or Lowe's. Sometimes at the HEB grocery store. There were sometimes rafters and just all kinds of amazing things. We stood under the canopy of the night sky in the early evening and gazed upon an indigo sky above the tall trees as the birds settled in for a night's rest. There were a million other transformational things that he taught me that enriched my life and changed me forever. It was magic. And even though he was incapable of unconditional love or fidelity or morality or even compassion, he transformed the landscape of my life in positive ways as well as in destructive and very reckless ways. I always said, why are you so reckless? (laughs) Um, Anyway, one of the things I try to remember as I slowly am trying to recover and stand up and get my footing again is that relationships begin and end for a reason. And all of them, all of these relationships provide important life lessons. When he suddenly discarded me after 15 years of marriage, it destroyed me to the core, and almost killed me. In fact, I think it did actually kill me because I'm not the same person that I was nine months ago. I am repurposed, recreated, reconstituted, reimagined. You get the picture. The girl who made him the center of her universe and held on to him Long after all the signs pointed towards the exit, that girl, she's dead. He pushed a button that detonated a bomb inside of her, tearing down all the interior scaffolding and structures that held her together. The only thing that allowed her to keep breathing and continue living was remembering what he had taught her, and that was to look up. 
just thinking about that, when I was little, I always felt like I would disappear completely into my loneliness and that there was little to sustain me. So I looked outside of myself um, for confirmation that I was not going to just vanish into thin air. It came from everywhere I could harness except within. And for 15 years, it came from him. So in the months after his unexpected departure, I was so decimated and destroyed that I lost all will to live. I lay in my bed, curled in a fetal position, weeping and gnashing my teeth and rendering my garments. That's a biblical reference, by the way. It was acute despair. That's what I would call it, acute despair. The hopelessness and unbearable suffering continued for months. At some point, I began talking to God and begging him to just let me die. I had lost everything that I loved, everything that mattered. My children were were grown and far, far away, primarily because I chose someone so toxic over them. I gave up my career, um, my hard-earned tenure opportunity because I chose him. I gave up friends because I had no time for them since I frittered it all away trying to manage my marriage and always choosing him. I put all of my eggs and the whole chicken too and everything else that I owned into a man who is incapable of being real and authentic. So I looked up, just like he taught me to do. I remember we used to lay in bed, side by side, year after year after year, and we said our prayers together every night. The last few years before he abandoned me, he went another direction and left me alone with my, with my own prayers. And he said, I don't believe in your God. I don't believe in good or evil, right or wrong. I have a higher understanding of things. So after he left and I lay there dying, I knew my only chance of survival was if I asked God to help me. I had made countless calls to places like the local crisis hotline, which was very helpful, might I add, and suicide intervention center, and they were helpful too. And I determined that that I really could not just check out because it would hurt my children. And I could not hurt them any more than I already had by choosing him over them time and again. Enough harm had been done, and I had to live, whether I wanted to or not. I had to survive. Because my love for them was greater than my pain. So, as I looked up to the heavens and pressed my hands together and asked God to help me, I said, Father God, I am so sorry I am too weak and injured to continue. Give me that strength. I know I don't deserve your help, but but I ask for your mercy and grace. 
Teach me how to live without my husband. Help me let him go and accept what has happened. And thank you for taking someone away from me who was capable of doing what he did. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to have something better and to be better. As I lay defeated and filled with despair, God was with me and directed me to something that I needed to think about. He protected me from myself and he comforted me. I continued to say, Dear Lord, I surrender my life to you and I submit to your divine will. Take the will, Lord, and transform my life to serve you and to help others. I have tried to force and bend things to my will my whole life, and it has always led to ruin. I give you my life now, and I surrender all control of it to you. As tears streamed down my face and neck, I lifted my eyes and looked up. Just as my husband had taught me in the beginning all those years ago, just as I knew I had to do if I wanted to live. Today, this morning, um, March 18th, 2020, I left my house in silence and darkness to go out and forage for food during the special senior hour before regular customers arrive at the grocery stores across the nation. A lot of them are offering that. So as this COVID-19 transforms the lives of all the citizens of the world, I ventured out into these deserted streets to line up with other solemn faces at the Whole Foods near my home. My husband always said that having that store close by, so close, would increase the value of our neighborhood. <laughs> Little did he know the circumstances that would prove that to be true. The shelves were still empty in many parts of the store. No milk, no soup, no bulk items. But I got some potatoes and oatmeal and beans, staples to survive if things get really crazy when the death count begins to rise. When I got home, I pulled into the garage and then I walked out into my beautiful yard. The early morning sun made the wet grass glimmer, and the garden was verdant and resplendent with life. Birds chirped. A stillness surrounded me. I could hear my backyard owls greeting each other, good morning, in my backyard. There was a stillness with no cars in the distance, no hustle and bustle, just silence and solitude. The kind of thing that I had feared and fought against all these past nine months since he left. But I think I'm ready now for whatever God has planned for me, accepting it without question or fear, trusting it with gratitude. Perhaps what I've gone through these last nine months, was preparing me for something. Perhaps it was some intentional thing that I needed to go through 
for a reason. I don't know that. Only God knows that. The sky this morning, it was so bright and blue, and the air was crisp and fresh. I stand alone there, soaking it all in and feeling gratitude for having that moment. And so what do I do next? I look up, and I'm at peace. If you enjoyed my message today, please share it and follow me on my website. I have more podcasts, many podcasts. I have a vlog YouTube channel, and I have many articles, over 64 articles at this point that I have written for medium.com. I am a writer for Human Parts and for The Startup and several other publications on Medium. So join me there and follow me so that you can get all the new uh, updated content that I'm providing daily. There may be a lot of it since we are on lockdown and uh, things will get rough before they get better. But my message again is hope and healing. And if we could survive the disordered, dysregulated person in our lives who broke us, or almost broke us, if we can survive that, we can survive this. We can survive anything. And so I say, just hold on, guys. Hold on. Day by day, try not to watch the news too much. Try not to think on all of the negative and all the conspiracy theories and all the dark sides of this and all of the loss and horribleness. Because on the other side of it, just like on the other side of healing from abuse, there's going to be something better. There's going to be something that we're meant to do. There's going to be purpose. And so we just need to ask God to work through us and with us to do with us what he will, what his divine will wants us to do. And then we just trust that and we have faith in that and we let everything else go because it wasn't meant for us. Something else was meant for us. And even though our first tendency may be to reject that idea, it's something that we really need to accept if we're going to heal. And if we have faith and trust in a divine plan through all the hardships of these days to come, we're going to get through that too. And we'll still have ourselves and a stronger, more resilient part of ourselves that will grow as a result of this. So everybody be safe, do the right thing, do the smart thing, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 